And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100%. And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John McCarthy. I've always wanted to be the punk. God, it's a great name. And eh, not really. Ah, what's happening? It is the weighing in podcast. <laughs> With my man Josh Thompson, who is the original and the best punk there is. That's right. My man, what's happening? Man, I can't believe how long I've been called the punk. I mean, you would think when you're getting close to 50, they'd stop calling you that. But <laughs> it's just, it doesn't go away, man. It doesn't. I, I'm stuck with it, man. That nickname said, you fuck with me, you stuck with me. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Uh, I've been trying to shake that shit since fighting was over. I mean, once I hit like 37, 36, I was like, all right, it's kind of old now, but I don't know. I'm thinking about getting rid of my, my, my Instagram handle and my, and my Twitter. It's just going to be called just Josh Thompson. The problem with that. And I've had this problem though, John, people misspell my last name to this yeah, day. That's because you don't use a P. Yeah. This is the thing that really pisses me off. I've been, I went to the DMV one time. This was like probably about four or five years ago. And I went to the DMV one time, filled out the paperwork right in front of her and gave it to her. And then she wrote a P in my name. And I said, did That's you because think? you don't know how to spell your own name, obviously. I said, I asked her, I said, did you think I didn't know how to spell my name? I thought you just left it out. I was like, does that, does that make any sense to you? She's like, now that I think about it, no, it doesn't make any sense to me. And I'm like, why would you write a P in my... That's just the way that I sounded it out when I was reading it. And I thought maybe, I don't know. I was baffled by the fact that somebody would write a letter in there <laughs> thinking they knew how to spell my name. I have one very similar to that. I go and I, when I moved to Tennessee, I go to you know get a new ID and license here in Tennessee, right? And I, it's way better than... California or Nevada because it's like not busy at all so it's great and I go up there and I have my little information I have my old license from Las from Nevada put that down and you know have uh, my passport also right and guy looks and he starts typing and he puts you know John and then MC a space and then C-A-R-T-H-Y and I go whoa there's no space and he goes yeah there is no, there's no space. John. He goes, yeah, there is. Look at look at your passport. I go, well, someone made a mistake because there's no space. He goes, well, if there's a space there, there has to be a space here. I said, so let's see. I've been spelling my name for the last 55 fucking years. And you're now trying to tell me that I've done it wrong for 55 years. He goes, yep. Dude, I swear to God, I was about ready to reach across. There. So great. Let me, let me just let me just explain to you how wrong you are. But so my so he goes, well, do you have you have a birth certificate, right? I go, oh yeah, sure I do. I just carry it on me all the time. Yes. Hey, <laughs> like what the frick? Unbelievable. They're gonna. It's like at least she admitted. Oh, okay. So you don't spell it that way. Mine. Take a look at my ID. There's a space. <laughs> I'm stuck with it. John, I have to go through the same thing. Somewhere along the line, on my driver's license, someone misspelled my middle name. It's Josepef. Josepef. So it's almost I'm like, like Jamahal. That's exactly almost like Jamahal. I'm like, how in the fuck, when you were writing it out, did you not like think that, hey, I know how to spell Joseph. I don't know who the fuck would spell their name Josepef. 
<laughs> they've added a P in there somewhere. And I'm like, what in the hell is going on? And the same thing. Hey, do you have a birth certificate? Yeah, like I carry it around with me in my back pocket. Like, no, I don't have a birth certificate. <laughs> and if I so, did have it, it would be falling apart anyways. It's fucking old. Oh, it's like it's the so scriptures. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like just dirt. Like when you hold it up, it just falls all apart. Yeah. It's so great. Just so annoying, right? You got to go through all these hoops and shit just to get it changed. I'm like, you motherfuckers misspelled it. And I'm the one having to go through all the hoops now to get it fixed. Yep. Ah, it's so annoying. Yeah, I don't know. I know the feeling. And and there's no there's no worse place, I think, in the whole United States than going to a California DMV. Oh, it's horrible. It's the worst. <laughs> there's no worse place. No, it's horrible. Even, even when you, you even when you get the damn you you go and you say, Okay, I want an appointment. You're yes. still fucked. No, you're still there for two hours. <laughs> Easily two hours. You're like, wait, I made an appointment for two o'clock. Here it is four. You guys are finally now seeing me. And then it still takes another thirty minutes to get anything done. Yep. I'm so like this place sucks. I, I am. Uh, I think most people, when they leave California and they go somewhere else, right? They think to themselves, "God, I can't wait to deal with the DMV somewhere else." Oh, <laughs> so nice, so easy. When you show up, I have friends that tell, move, they like, tell you, you don't know how to spell your name. Oh, I have friends that move to to like Southern Idaho, and the people that move to Texas. Some friends that move to Florida, and they're like, "When I went to go register my vehicle or to get my new driver's license, they're like, I was in and out of there in like twenty minutes." In whatever DMV they went to, they're like, "Yeah, I didn't have to make an appointment. Just showed up, walked in. Twenty minutes, took my yeah. picture, took my That's picture, it. good to go. Walked out. They're like, yep. yeah, register your vehicle. Cool.' And the other, the other part is, you know, when you register your vehicle in another state, it's like two years for seventy bucks. You know what I mean? Like it's not, it's not bad here. Oh no, it's like six, seven hundred dollars in California. Oh yeah, yeah. no, it's, it's, it's shit show. the be, the best is you. Know, it's like, eh. All right, so I have I have my truck, and then I have what I call the farm truck because I have a truck that's for the farm, right? It carries all the shit and everything. So I haul all kinds of shit in the farm truck. I have a I have a dump trailer. I've got a trailer for the equipment that I use, and sometimes I have to take the equipment and go get it serviced. You know, it's like a forty minute drive or anything. So my my while I'm at the last show, my daughter goes and takes my trailer and my truck and get, she gets pulled over by the state troopers at a one of the at an inspection post. Hmm. And she's got my skid steer in my on my trailer, right? And they say, Well, if you're gonna carry this much weight, you gotta have a J tag for your license. And she goes, What's a J tag? Truck. Well, no, 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 no. it's to pull something over 7,000 pounds, I believe, right? It's to pull something, and it depends on, is it a J1, a J2, a J3, oh. 4, 5, 6, 7. So they give her, they, they make her pull up, and you can, and she's actually videotaping this as they're doing, making the, take the truck and to pull it up onto these little scales that are like on chocks, and you can hear the, you know, turbos, it's like, are you kidding me? Right, so, she, so they can weigh it. I said, I can tell them what it weighs. I weigh it all the time because when I get you know rock and stuff, I said, the skid steer is 11,500 pounds of the truck. I said, it's going to weigh 26,500 pounds. Right? Sure enough, comes out, what does it weigh? 26,500 pounds. So, so they go and they give her a, it's now, and the guy tells her, the, a state trooper is sitting there with his little, you know, 
Smokey Bear hat on, and he he tells her, "Now this is this is this was that Mountie? <laughs> it's, hat? A, it's a Mountie hat. Like we call them Mount Me hats. <laughs> Mount Me hats. <laughs> Mount Me hats. Like you know. So he te- he tells her. He says, "Now this is you know this is more of a civil matter. Well, then what the hell are you doing doing something with a civil matter? You are an element of the law. Has there been a crime committed? If there's not, get the hell out of the way." But he gives her this thing. It's not. It's not a ticket, but it's a $118 tax bill, right? That if I go and get this new tag, Mm -hmm. then I don't owe the tax bill. Now, normally my tags in Tennessee are about $28 to $32 a year, Mm -hmm. just like you're saying. Now, I get this one, and I go up a level, 32,000 pounds, my J5 tag cost me 220 bucks i go what am i in california again <laughs> no that would have been 1200 bucks unbelievable That's yeah difference unbelievable yeah it's weird i was in uh when i used to have my truck that i originally moved back down to california with it, i had to get a truck tag and i was like you plan on pulling anything i'm like nah they're like well, your truck might be over the actual truck tag if you plan on pulling anything so you i think in idaho it's like 62 or 6400 uh pounds is what it can't weigh over so it's like I was like, all right. So I just paid for a truck license. Well, I didn't know that if you have a truck license plate, that you have to renew it every year. I was like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> like a normal license, like you earn your normal tags, you can do every two years. You know, no, not this one. Not that one. Every year. Yep. I swapped that shit out as fast as I could as soon as I found out. I was like, man, fuck this. I'm done with this thing. I just knew I wasn't going to pull anything. So what's the point? Oh, it's right on the border. Like, oh, and you could get pulled over. See, but I did. Instead of the J4, which limits me at 26,000 pounds, I went to the J5, which gives me 32,000 pounds. And today, stepped on the scales as I'm getting my gravel, 29,000 pounds. I was feeling hefty. Hefty. Good. Hefty, baby. Good call. Never go cheap. Never go cheap. Like Dave, he'll go cheap, right? Step above. He'll try to put his own dishwasher in and then fucking water will get everywhere. So it's <laughs> <like>. <laughs> hey, it's working well in there. Bro, you, the, just don't cut corners on certain things like that. <laughs> like that. Getting your floors redone is a lot more expensive than the $50 it would have cost for the guy to come out and do it right. Uh, so great. The worst part of that is that Tanya gave me a hard time because there was a rebate on the installation. I was like, nah, I'm just going to do it myself. Oh, my gosh, man. It's so cheap. Oh, man. Some things are just worth it. I'm just being honest, man. Some things are just worth it. It's so funny. So um, <laughs> I have, like, family, you know, visiting from out of town, and I have a new ring bell put on. And they're like, you know, I had the electro- electrical guy come over to do it. I'm like, you could have just done this yourself. I was like, fuck no, I'm not doing it myself. I don't want to touch wires. You That's think I'm going to touch a wire? Yeah, like, you stupid man like that's why they're called professional electricians like that's why i'm not gonna go sifting through shit either to be a plumber i'm not doing that either like it's just certain things are just not worth it to me just have someone come josh, out josh well i think it was the frustration people were like you know it only took him like five minutes to put the ring thing thing on and then i had him do the nest uh, uh thermostat too because oh, i got man. tired of having to like go up and down for it so he's like hey you could uh he did both of them in like maybe maybe under 10 minutes 
And I was like, all right, cool, whatever. See how easy that was? It cost me 50 bucks, Dave. He just it sold two things. It cost you more than 50 bucks, you no, lying 50 bucks. bastard. 50 bucks. I, did all that, man. I did all my nest stuff by myself. And then you know what I did afterwards? Ooh. I went and got some pizza with the money I had left over. Ooh, look at Dave. He's throwing Ooh. a bar. Yeah, you did, you did one thing. The nest. I would have done the nest thing. The nest thing is actually not that bad. The doorbell thing kind of gives me a little bit of the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> it's a, it's a, I don't know why. Oh, man. Uh, well, hey, it's it's been it's been a long week for me on this end. Uh, it's, and it's, anytime, only it's only Wednesday. No, man. Anytime family comes to visit, it's a it's a lot to take in. I've got I've got my mom. I've got my nephew. My brother was here with his wife and her his two kids and just the whole crew was here. And it's like, man, it's, it's just it's a lot. It's a lot. And you know, when you John. Release the hounds. Yeah, your your kids have been out for a while, but oh, yeah. it's it, it's it's that feeling of like one they kind of come back. I think you know you're thinking like, God, I like like I love my space. I just don't <laughs> like you're like when you want to take a shower, you want to take a shower. You don't have to worry about someone taking another shower like in the other you know down the hall and. I don't know, just weird. Like I'm weird about certain things. I think at my old age, I just started to, like certain things. You know, like just. Ugh. Just give me my space. Just don't be around me when I'm doing this. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, no matter how much you love somebody, you just you develop these habits that you're just used to having on your own time, your own space. Oh, yeah. Your own space, your own place. Yep. Yeah. That's the best part of living on your own. Man, I moved out when I was 16 years old. And so, don't get me wrong. I've I've moved in with like my my uncle here and there, and I've moved in with back with my with my father when he was alive. And I, you know, I went back and forth here and there for you know six months to a year, year and a half. But man, every time I was like just itching, just like plotting ways to get out of their houses to get into my own house again, because it just and man, since I was sixteen, I just never really, I never lived with anyone really, just kind of my own. Never had girlfriends live with me. Never, I always had guy, you know, fighters that kind of stayed with me or live with me and. That's it, man. Just uh, it's it's been it was a rough one. <laughs> this, and this week's only halfway over. All right, guys. Well, hey, we're gonna get into the show now. We're done talking about Are we? venting. <laughs> we're done venting. I'm done, John. I'm done. The venting, venting is done. Uh go to wayandmerch.com. Pick up one of these nasty, awesome hats, man. This thing is so dope. It actually fits my dome really well. And uh, John, we got great. We got. I know it's kind of getting out of. Sweatshirt season and uh, it's definitely season. getting out of sweatshirt season, it is. But we've got short sleeves, we've got a bunch of new styles that are us. So go ahead and check them out at wayneamerch.com and also go to onlyfans.com. Now, I know you guys, we've talked about it a lot, we continue to talk about it. And, um, but hey, this is another way that John and I have come up with to say you guys can pitch to your wife that you're there for us now, you're not That's just there right. checking out all the naked girls. So, we understand right. that. But go to onlyfans.com. We're here to help, it's free. Yeah, we're here. That's all we're here to do is help you guys. It's all free. And if you guys haven't checked out, checked it, checked out, checked out, checked checked out. If you guys haven't checked out our last episode, we did a really cool, really dope um, Manscaped commercial that I'm actually, John, I'm very proud of this. We did this on the fly. Yes, we did. This was something we did when we were in uh, Pechanga, uh, what, two weeks ago. And we did it at the hotel because we were like, we're trying to think of ways to get it, you know, to do it. With our iPhone. With our iPhone, man, we did it all real quick, and uh, we didn't have podcast Dave there. Although he did have some input on how to make it better and how to make and how to clean things up, he gave us some of the lines too. He did a great yes, job. He did good job, and he um, just can't spell. He just can't spell, <laughs> but, it's, but it's but oh, it's yeah. but it's a uh, it's a it's a great commercial. We had a great time, you know, uh, putting it together, and. Uh, 
it's fun, man. We it, honestly, it, it actually was it was a lot of fun, John. Yeah, it was. So if you guys haven't checked it out, check it out over there. And uh, what's the code for that, Dave? Do you know what the code is on that? Um, spell it right, Dave. <laughs> I don't know the code. It's, oh um, my God! I think it's wing. It's wing and twenty. Hold on, I've got it here. Yes, somewhere. yes, Dave. Wow, I just wanted to send a reminder. It is wing man. and twenty. Yeah. So check it out, and uh, you guys check out the commercial if you guys are interested in looking and hooking up with the Manscaped. They do the. I love. You know what I love the most though, out of all their stuff, is their their nose trimmer. I really like that. It just for me. I don't know, man. I don't know if it's the way my. I don't know. My nose hair grows real fast in the front. That's right what old man. Front. That's what happens when you're an old man. It, it kind of is, it it, dude. Is, so. There's one thing that you find out later on in life. Mm-hmm. You know, all these guys they're losing their hair and everything. It's like you know that, but they're starting to gain hair in places that hair was never supposed mm. to be. Your ears start having hair. Your freaking nose starts. Yeah. You can have a mustache coming out of your nose, man. Yeah, it's just maybe, nasty. Maybe one day. You know what's crazy, right, John? Is that I never had chest hair. Never. Not not like one yeah, strand. Me neither. Like, Guess what? Chest hair. Now I got chest hair. <laughs> I'm like, where was this when I was trying to look cool when I was like 15, nope. 16? Nope, nope, now nope. that I'm old, I'm like, fuck, get this shit off of me. It's like it's like adding another fur coat on it before I go to bed. Like, I'm it's hot. Fucking hot. It's hot in here. <laughs> Damn, can you turn the AC on? <laughs> oh, all right. Well, hey, let's go ahead. Look, we didn't talk about PFL last weekend because we just covered the um, the UFC pay-per-view card. And so we're just going to go ahead and jump on that uh, to talk about that fight. We're just spreading it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're going to talk about that fight and uh, we're talking about that card a little bit. I'm not going to get into the whole card. The whole card didn't deserve a lot of attention, but there was a couple fights in there that I really enjoyed and I thought that were good fights. And I thought that there was a lot to talk about in terms of fighters that should have won or fighters that did win. That, you know, what does that mean for that fighter now that they're on a losing streak also in a new organization they're in? So uh, go ahead, John. Why don't you take us away, buddy? Well, we had Larissa Pacheco, who's coming off of being the lightweight winner of the PFL season, now fighting in the featherweight. So she'll be trying to be the first person to have two different weight classes where she's gone through the season and taken the title. Since with the PFL, you kind of don't keep that title. You kind of, oh, you're that season. Now it's a new season. You're not the champion. But she's the champion, Josh. Let's just be honest. And she was going up against Julia Budd, who has been in the PFL now for about three fights, I would think. Mm-hmm. And really, it was a good matchup. They, they both fought well. You know, Pacheco is uh, very, you know, she's very well-rounded. She's got good stand-up. She likes, you know, being in the stand-up. She likes throwing her hands. She did that with Julia. Julia threw back. At times, Julia was doing very well with that. But the ground... You saw certain things, and when Pacheco was in position, she was doing more damage than Julia. But it was a very close fight. I some I believe someone had a 30-27, and it was like, no. You yeah. know, it was a close fight. But yeah, it was uh, very good, and you're just looking with Julia. Yeah, it's, it's, it's horrible to say, you know, getting up in age and stuff. And so, you know, it's tough as far as when you're in those positions as uh, – the fight themselves. Yeah, look at that. 30-27. I, two I, I two had a 30-27. I'm not believing it. I'm not no. believing it. It was, it I, was I a think good it really, fight. It really came down to how you, how much ground control that you gave respect to on that. There was um, some good from positioning and good changes of positioning from Pacheco and from Juliet moments. Yeah. Um, I think where I'm seeing, and we've, we've had this, I wouldn't say this complaint, but we've I've had this knock on Julia for a while, is that 
you could be the better striker on paper. You could be the better one that you're the, be the better one that looks looks better on mitts, looks better, you know, when you're sparring, sure. looking looking better, all those things. But you're not the better striker when the cage door closes. Yeah, and <clears throat> she she finds ways to not put combinations together, which is shocking to me because she's got so much talent. Just to believe in what she has, her ability. I said this a while. I think I said this recently also. With the Joe Rogan thing. I said it on Rogan's show about how, to me, she's the better, cleaner striker than Chris Cyborg. But then Chris Cyborg just mowed her over with the, her punching power. Her, you know, Chris was throwing the bigger shots. Was just not not allowing Julia to get going and just let the hands go and really overwhelmed her. And then mentally, Julia just backed away. And she actually was a lot more aggressive in that fight than I had seen her pretty much. That was, a, that was about as aggressive as I've ever seen her in a fight. Yep. I thought that was I thought that was one of her best performances, even though she lost it. Mm-hmm. I thought she fought actually very well throughout that. Really was doing well in the first round. But you know, with uh, Larissa Pacheco, very similar to Cyborg in a way, she just kind of yeah. kind of just took over and showed why you know what why she is the first person to beat Kayla Harrison. I thought she looked good. She not you know she deserved the win, but it was a it was a well represented showing by Julia Budd. But the real question is. You know, where's Julia going to go with this? You know, it's, there's not a whole lot of, you know, area to go here. She's fought Aspen Ladd. She yeah. lost to Aspen. Uh, she also lost to, um, what was that? What was the girl's name? I can't think of it. The tall, ah, screw it. <laughs> From, I want to say she's Australian. She's either Australian or New Zealand. I can't remember what it is, but uh, I think she lost Jenna to Jenna Fabian too. There you go, Jenna Fabian. Jenna Fabian. I've always yeah. loved Jenna Fabian. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, I don't know where you go from there. I don't know where you go from there. Three in a row, Jenna Fabian, Aspen Ladd. And, yep. <clears throat> which is crazy. I wouldn't have thought that she would have lost to Jenna or Aspen, to be honest. Uh, the thing with Larissa Pacheco, I would like to see her fight someone like Arlene Blanco. Yeah. That would be that'd be a fun fight, because the two of them would stand, they'd bang, they'd get after it. And um, that's just me and my selfish reasons. <laughs> that's why that's why it's just me and my selfish reason. uh overall though larissa's back on track and not back on track but she's yeah, picked up where she left off and she's okay continue on but i gotta ask you okay now and this is the problem with this point system mm-hmm. with the pfl is all right you've got you know amber Lybrock looked mm-hmm. great we'll talk about her fight in a little bit she had a beautiful you know Beautiful knockout with a head kick. Six points. She did it in the first round. Larissa Pacheco got three points. But who fought the, the tougher fighter? Yeah. Who, who fought the person that every, and it, it, this is this is going to happen coming up next week. You've got OAM, you know, Oliver, who won the lightweight for the PFL last year. Mm-hmm. Every time someone wins, the PFL puts them against a very difficult fighter the next season, and it's like you're you're making it to where if you win, you get the hardest fight because now OAM is going to be fighting Shane Burgos, tough fight, and not I'm not saying that OAM can't beat him, he can, mm-hmm. but it's like you can look and it's just those points. It's just, it's not even. Mm. Who's fighting the more difficult fighter? And I've said it for years. Mm -hmm. 
just doesn't make well, sense. Well, it comes down to that these, the fighters now have figured out that they're going to fight smart right now to try to just get the win and just make sure they get some points, which tend the tendency is to have kind of boring fights in the in the opening rounds, and that's kind of the problem with the, with the um, with the tournament format is that they're just trying to get one step closer to getting to the playoffs is what they call it. Yeah. Um, the and I'm not saying that the Bellator ones are actually any better. Um, look, you win and you move on. I get that part. That's not the case in this situation. Um, there's uh, and as much as we were talking about that with the Bellator tournaments, is you're still getting your fight purse. So that's what the difference is with them. Their money is actually cooked into that one million dollars. So that's what the difference is. Is like you're getting the one million on top of your fight purse. And a lot of these fighters that are in these tournaments, these guys are in these females that are fighting in the Bellator ones, they're considered to be like some of the best fighters in the world. There's a lot of good fighters in the PFL, but then you're, you're getting, you're getting some fighters. Like I've never, I know a, the girl that Amber Lybrock fought. I never heard of her. Oh, really? Elena? And, uh-uh. Yeah. No, I know we were talking about you like, Hey, do you know who she is? And I'm like, I don't think so. Remember when I thought she was, uh, I thought, no, no, not, not Elena. Elena is the one that fought Aspen lad. Yes. Okay, so I I know Elena like I had seen fight, but I thought she was the other. Remember the other one that fought in Bellator? Just oh yeah, real Marina. good kickboxer. No, you were thinking uh, about Marina. Uh, Marina, okay. Mulkan, Mulkan. No, no, no. There was a real. There was like kind of a really. Uh, she was like probably one twenty five. Uh, real good kickboxer. I think she was out of Poland. I think she was. Maybe. Oh no, you're you're thinking about uh, Lena. Oh, yes, Lena. Um, I can't say her last name. <laughs> Like I'm gonna screw it up. It's you know, yeah. it's hard. It's different. Anyways, uh, but I just completely it's Lena. <laughs> you got me all distracted yeah. with names. I lost everything I was saying. Um, I just I look at the tournament formats and they're 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 great. I think um, these fighters with Larissa, she's on her way back up. Sure, she's gonna have to fight the tougher fights. I think fighting Julia Bud. Um, but we're gonna see we're gonna see exactly how these um how it all works out at the end. I mean, they've, they've got to remember this though in the PFL, they can, from what I understand, they can insert somebody if they want, they kind of have like the last decision on who gets in and who doesn't even in their playoffs. From what I understand, because I've talked to a couple managers like, yeah, like you could be in, like say you're tied, but somebody out. else. Yeah, but you're out. It's kind of whoever they want, yeah. you know? So it's, I guess then that's what happens in the earlier stages that well, everyone just tries to get the three points. Maybe one of them gets the, the six and moves on, but the three points is that it's whoever they want. Then if you're that, if you're one of their favorites, well, okay. And I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to screw this up with names, but Chris Camozzi, mm-hmm. this is, I want to say two years ago, fought, the person who had won the previous season, who is last name of Sorty, and it was a super close fight, ends up being a split decision, and they give it to Sorty, and he gets three points, and Chris Camozzi gets zero. And on the other side of the bracket, you have a couple of guys. One is an ex-UFC uh, fighter, Caesar. I want to say Fahea, and he wins his first fight, gets six points because has a submission. In the first round, Caesar Fajera, yeah. And then Chris Camozzi fights him and beats him and gets three points. But Camozzi goes home 
and Caesar Ferreira goes on while the guy who beat him goes home. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense. It, there needs to be a cleaner way of doing it because all their fights are not even as far as who's fighting the more difficult fighter. It's more, Josh, you know, it's not easy to get rid of a good fighter. Mm-hmm. And so you could fight him. Can't get rid of him, but you get the win. Okay. You get the three points, but it's just, doesn't make sense. You know that, Oh, the, you know, this works out that way. I understand their point system and the, and what they're trying to do, but when the fights aren't even as far as difficulty, it makes a difference. Mm. It's true. Uh, all right, next fight. Oh, we had Bruno Capeloza going up against Matea Scheffel, who had previously beaten Bruno, mm-hmm. you know, and it was a good fight. And Bruno went out there and did exactly what he is famous for doing, and that is putting his hands on someone. And making that person go night night, and he did that to Mateus in this one. That was a, a very, very well fought, beautiful uh, knockout TKO win for Bruno Capeloza. He's back. Mm-hmm. He's back. Yeah, I think the two of the and this is this is you go on about the points and I go, but for me, the, my complaint about the tournament format that they do, it's always the same people in the tournament. Like if you have. You got to get new people in there. Maybe have the winner and the runner up go in there, but then you got to have somebody else. You got to have the option to have other people. Got to have new, <clears> new and, blood. Yeah, because. But that's tough when your roster is not that big. I get it. But then the people that didn't get into the finals or the semifinals, the five base into the finals, then I don't know what to say. You're going to either have to fight uh, consolation fights, you know, until the next time we can get into the tournament. But there should be. there. I'm, <clears throat> they've got to get new. They've got a new blood in there, John. That's the biggest thing. Is I keep. I've seen some of these fights three or four times. Yeah, it's getting that way. Yeah, you know, and so it just becomes a repetitive thing. Almost, it's very similar to remember how Bellator used to do their tournaments. Yeah, it was the same thing. You saw the same fighters fight. And it, sure, it started kind of. You know, it started having. Uh, that's how you kind of had the rivalries with um, with Patricio and uh, Strauss. You've had some good stuff in there, but. At the time, no one cared because they just didn't stick around. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't follow the tournament. Go that long, you know. And there were so many tournaments to worry about. Did we lose some? Two. Yeah. No. Um, okay. It's fine. So, I'm reordering right now. Okay. So it's we've lost. You know, you you lose the you lose the hey. Like if it's one tournament, I think that's that's where the difference is. Is with Bellator, they got away. They got away from all the other weight classes because it's just too much for people to follow along. You do one weight class all year, they follow it along just fine. And it should, honestly, like if you could be faster than that, which it normally can't, because fighters need time to recover, let their body heal, enjoy life a little bit. <clears throat> um, but just f- having three or four weight classes or five or six weight classes that you have tournaments in, people just don't follow it that much. They just don't really, I, even if the UFC did it, I think it, some things would get lost in translation. They'd be like, eh, they would probably just pick a weight class they really want to watch. And they'd stick with that one. Like, that's going to be the best one. So, you know, they might bounce to another one here and there. But I think it's just too much. It becomes too much for people to really um, fall in love with a certain uh, weight class or all the weight classes. It's just too much going on. It's that swipe to the right, swipe to the right or whatever it is or swipe up, swipe up type thing. It's like, okay, what's next? What's next? That's it. 
I don't think they'd, they they never would really absorb it to really care about it. Did you not think the Capitals looked good though? You did. Sorry, John. I got off on a tangent. <laughs> I did. You did look good. I, I mean, had the to fight get your comment long. on the fight. The fight wasn't long. We did that. I think we did that last week. We started ranting on about something else, and we didn't really do any of the coverage over Masvidal and Burns. Yeah. We didn't actually talk about the fight. We vented about something else. I don't know what it was. But I think mainly about his retirement. And, um, yeah, we missed out on that, too. Man, sometimes we just get going on things. That's because, just, you know, you we're know. both becoming senile. Yeah, thanks thanks buddy just one a little bit younger than the other which says a lot uh what else we had aspen lad taking on olena i'm gonna screw up the name what is it uh olena kolesnik 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 and uh you know olena looked really good i gotta give her credit her her takedown defense looked better she did not look good in her uh, last fight, at least the one that I can remember, uh, last season with the PFL. But she looked really good in this fight. Aspen just couldn't get on track until that last round. She had a very good round, strong round, one that a lot of people you know kind of looked at and said, could that have been a 10-8? Possibility. She was going after her. She was trying for submissions. Elena was doing a good job of defending and everything, but Really a nice fight for Elena. Not what Aspen Ladd was looking for. She didn't get any points for the uh, playoffs, as you would say. But Elena walked away, I think, with two because she missed weight. Mm. Oh, that's weird. <clears throat> so now you we're, get, you know. You get docked I mean, a point. All right. Interesting. Uh, overall, Which I, I kind of like, like. I do actually like that idea. But with Aspen Lad, do you put her kind of in a position where um, she's a slow starter? Yeah. Maybe ever since the Jermaine Deronomy fight, tried to start fast, got dropped, got finished. Like, you know, I don't know what it is, but just slow starter. Comes out, kind of waits for the fight to develop, doesn't really, and then starts chasing it at the end. Sure, she had a good third round, but... You can't you can't drag it out that far in a three round fight. It's different when you're in boxing. Okay, eight rounds, ten rounds, twelve rounds. You got time. Not in a three round fight. <clears throat> that's why that's why I've co- I, we've continued to vent. I continue to vent about this. Is the half point must system? It's the half point must system. <laughs> you say, the half point is not a must. Uh, it should be. <laughs> I mean, it's just the kind of that position of, hey, it should be, you know, <clears throat> having an eight and a half or having a having a nine or a nine and a half. That, w- that would make sense. You know, like some some rounds don't deserve a full another point deduction. No, they don't. And I'd like to see more of those being being awarded. I just I'm not confident in I have no confidence in judges doing the math as it is already. It's and not so. that the judges aren't doing the math. Every time you have the math problems, it ain't the judges. Wow. It's the scoring table. The scoring table? Who, yes. who, who runs the scoring table, by the way? Normally, it's, you know, there is a person. These are your friends, so be careful. <laughs> the chief inspector of the oh, event, nice. along with some, usually the person who is the executive director, executive officer, is there also. You know, Let me tell you something, Josh. Getting, you know, those tens and nines, sometimes throw an eight in there, maybe a seven. Oh, my God. It just gets all confusing. Get a damn yeah. calculator. Can you imagine if yeah. you had to add a half? Jeez. Oh, my God. Just all over. Yeah. All Trouble. over. Point Dave, what? What's, what? Dave, what's going on with my Zoom, buddy? 
Yeah, it's a. Uh, you should see it in a second now. Did it come back? Jeez. It came back. Yeah. It All did. right, great. All right. Great. All right. We I, did I have an amateur that. fight in the middle of. <laughs> you go ahead and talk. Weird about to you? Why is this weird to you? You understand this? Why did they do this? Because they were filling time. No. <laughs> They're not. Job. They're filling time, man. I don't know what they're doing. I've, I'm going to vent a little bit more about some stuff, too. And this is not just about the, this fight, about about the PFL. This is I was watching the uh, uh, Augusta also, the the Masters. Masters. I've noticed that ESPN now, they don't go to like a little commercial break anymore. They just show you like a still shot yeah. for a while. And that's what the that's PFL what, was doing. They were exactly. showing me an overhead view shot of the arena. While they were tallying up the scores, yep, for like three or four minutes. I'm oh like, yeah, sometimes longer. Like, talk to me. Throw it back down to your commentators. Let's have a conversation. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? And then I, the same thing happened at the Masters. They kept showing like flowers. I'm like, with flowers. no voices, no nothing. It was just like a video. It was like you know, just flowers, like you know, in the grass in the background. And and I'm like, why are you guys doing this for three or four minutes? Sometimes longer. And uh, they had a problem with the uh, in the PFL. They had a problem. Must have been that you know they weren't using half points, but they were having a problem tallying the score, and that took a while. And when they had that problem, it took probably about five minutes of just nothing. It was just an overhead view of the arena, the scoreboard, and whatever it was. You know, the overhead lights and stuff. I'm like, yep. and the cage down below. I couldn't believe it. John, you and I were texting. We're like, what is going on? Oh yeah. Like this is weird to me. It is not. It's just not. I, yeah i don't i don't well i don't believe it's the pfl's fault it was almost like they were getting the truck feed yeah without the commercials like you yeah. were seeing the truck feed yeah of their production and i'm like what is going weird. on and it, i think it's an espn thing not a pfl thing i don't think the pfl would want to do that, that. Could be. i think it's based upon people with the espn plus and paying for that you don't get the commercial so here's dead space for you it's just weird it's really weird. Yeah, yeah it was it, it, the ESPN app itself. I mean, you would think they'd have something else in there. I don't know. Show me a highlight or sh go back yeah. down to your go back down to Randy and Kenny and whoever. Yeah, I'll else. listen. I'll listen to them. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather hear them than just look at a screen of just lights in the in the cage. But they did have an amateur fight in between. Why did they have it? Because of Biagio Ali Walsh being the grandson of Muhammad Ali. Ah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know Let's that. just be honest. The the, the little Ali in there uh -huh. that brings something. And so they're trying to build him. Uh, don't blame them at all. You know, it hmm. probably makes sense. Bringing in someone like uh, Isaiah Figueroa, mm -hmm. you know, kind of tailor-made for Ali Walsh. And, you know, not, a, you know, Figueroa, not, you know, a real good wrestler. Doesn't have real good takedowns. Doesn't have hardly any good stand up and ali walsh is athletic you know played it i know bishop gorman and uh he's a good athlete uh he looked good i believe he's like i want to say three and one now mm -hmm. in his amateur career um oh it doesn't have his but yeah three and one you're right yeah yeah i know he lost his first fight and uh but you know he's doing good and i i give the pfl credit hey if you're gonna you know try to use him you know, put him out there. Let's see what he can do. But the real problem is you're taking an amateur fight and putting it in the middle between professional fights. 
It's just weird. Yeah. Again. Do you think he's getting um, paid well for an amateur? <laughs> uh, I wouldn't know. But it's not Maybe he's to on an, 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 an NIL an, deal. NIL deal. That's it. <laughs> he might be on an NIL deal. Right. Uh, but that was a nice, nice win for him. You had Rizvan Kuniev against Heenan Fajera. You know, Heenan Fajera's. We talked about huge dude, six foot eight, very athletic, but he could not stop the uh, the ground and the takedowns mm-hmm. of Kuniev, which we you know, knowing him, he's he's got very good. He's got good pressure. He's got good top game, and he just kind of wore him down. Got the decision. That was a nice win though for uh, Kuniev. Hmm. Next. Maurice Green against Marcelo Nunez, kind of a uh, another heavyweight match. Maurice Green, Marcelo Nunez just trying for takedowns. Maurice Green fighting him, just about every one of them off. And you look and you go, Marcelo Nunez just just not at the level to fight Maurice Green. Yeah. Doesn't have the takedown ability. You know, you're trying you're trying to get the fight to the ground. Well, you better start working some of those wrestling techniques a little bit more. What other fights on here you want to talk about, John? Oh, Amber Lybrock looked good against Martina Gendrova. Gendrova. Uh, that was a very nice head kick. Well-placed. Power on it. She, I mean, she went after her to finish it. She really didn't even have to. Yeah. Uh, Amber used to fight in Bellator. She's you know got good stand-up. When she starts fighting people that can get her to the ground, though, it's going to get a little tougher for her. This is true. Yeah, she struggles with... I swear there's a girl that I thought she fought. I just can't think of her name. It's driving me crazy, John. It's not there. Oh, it's not, man. I thought her name was Sam. She used to have a bulldog. Bulldog. Gosh, man. Good jiu-jitsu girl out of San Francisco. God, anyways. It's really really bothering me right now. The memory just isn't what it used to be. Uh, Maybe it was was an amateur fight long ago. I don't know. It's bothering me. It's bothering me. Uh, I think she broke her arm in their fight, like her elbow. Anyways, I don't know. Maybe I'll think of another girl. I don't know. All right. All right. Hey, <laughs> once again, go to OnlyFans.com slash Wayne. And it's all free, you guys. You don't have to just subscribe to us. You don't have to pay anything. We'll be doing extra content over there. Just just doing more stuff with our fans. So make sure you guys head on over there. and We'll be in more contact with you. Try to get as busy with you guys as we can. Not in that kind of way, though. You guys dial it back. If you guys haven't seen our Manscaped ad, you guys, you know, that's probably as close as you're going to get to us. And <laughs> <laughs> that's as close as we're all getting. Uh, go to OnlyFans.com slash Wayne and subscribe to us over there. And uh, that we'll be taking fan questions from that uh, platform as well. So, uh, John, what else we got? What do you we got for us, Dave? So right. much. We got a big fight coming <gasps> this weekend. Is it a, is it, is it a big fight? I think it's a big fight. It's a big fight. It's a big Max fight. Holloway against Arnold Allen. This is a featherweight matchup where you look and you go, we're going to see exactly how good Arnold Allen is. I, we've, we've talked about him. We think he's really good. But there's always that, you know, that litmus test. And Max Holloway tends to be the guy that will determine how good are you. Because if you can be in a tight fight, I'm not saying beat him, but if you can be in a tight fight with Max Holloway, you're you're demonstrating how good your skills are. Yeah, he's his 
he's so good. His hand speed is so good. He's very accurate with the striking. He's got great movement. Uh, I think where he lacks is in the clinch against the fence, against the, the cage, and he lacks off of his back. Now, he's not the easiest guy to take down. He's definitely not the easiest guy to hold down. Yep. But the ability is still there to um, to hit submissions. His ability is still there to get back to his feet. But I think Arnold Allen's going to have to really try to put put his body weight on him, try to make him carry him, try to, you know, clinch him, rough him up, make it a grimy, dirty fight if he's going to try to get this thing done. Because if you try to fight Max Holloway at range, it ain't going to work, man. Not, 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 a, not a smart tactic. Well, I mean, like you look at Volk, right? Volk was able to kind of fight him at range because Volk tore up the lead leg. Then on top of tearing up the lead leg, I think that Volk's probably a little bit faster than him. Oh, yes. yeah. You know, and uh, he gets in. It seems like he's got more power than than Max. So if he does touch you, he makes you think about standing in front of him too much. So then your your offense as an isn't as much as it should be for Max. He needs more offense to really put fear into you. And when when someone's faster than him, he has a hard time dealing with that. At least that's what I saw from the Volk fights. Uh, Arnold Allen's going to have to get in there be aggressive on him, make it a dirty, grimy fight, and also go back. If anything, if anything was learned from the fights with Volkanovski and Max, was that Max Holloway's leg is there for the taking. Now, you may you may lose a round or two, but you got to get after that leg quick. And if you get after it quick and early with those calf kicks and those inside leg kicks and those all those things, you'll start seeing him change his stance. You'll start seeing him you make saw adjustments. saw that with Yep, exactly. He just wasn't the same fighter after he started getting cat. Now, that... I have friends that fought. Uh, you you remember this fight? Um, Justin Wilcox fought the Russian kid that oh, tore his leg up in the calf kick. Stepanian, jeez, man, for it cops, months. It cops Stepanian. So he came in the train like six six to seven months later, and he was telling me, "Don't kick my shin, man." That's how messed up it was. Still, oh yeah, to that day, these calf kicks, man. They they could they've changed the game, but they could also change your career if you take too many of them. So you got to be careful, I think, uh, you know, making the adjustments with these. And I think one of the guys that has done a really good job at not taking too much damage is uh, Charles Oliveira. It doesn't seem like he, he's found a way where he's got that high knee where he lifts it up high every time you go to kick him. I mean, you can kick the back leg out because he does that. But he, I think when you're as good as him on the ground, you really don't care. You're like, yeah, whatever. Come on yeah. down here, buddy. Yeah, so That's really what it is. Uh, Arnold Allen is, uh, I think if he gets after the, the calf a little bit early and uh, is able to make it a dirty, grimy fight in those first in that first round, round and a half, he's just got to hope that he can go the full five because Max Holloway will be there in the fifth and he'll be pointing at the ground going, let's go. So you, you better be in that he, kind he of shape. He does that a lot. Yeah, you better be in that kind of shape. Yep. Uh, before that, your co-main event, Edson Barbosa taking on Billy Quarantillo. Billy Q, oh, man, I tell you what, yeah, this is one of those ones. Like Edson Barbosa, he's got beautiful stand-up, incredible technique, speed, all that. What does Billy Quarantillo bring? Balls. He brings guts. He brings a tenacious attitude that he just keeps coming after you. He can get it done, but he's going to take some damage in trying to get there. You know, the thing is, though, John, is that Edson's been removed for what? He hasn't fought in, what, eight months? Maybe longer? A little while. I, it's been a while. I think his last yeah. fight. When was his last fight? March last Mitchell. year, so almost a, just over March, a year. Just over a year. That's a long layoff for someone who you can tell is a gym rat kind of thing. 
And where is his mental at? And go back to him. How many losses do you have in a row? Two? Three? No. I think, I think he only had one. Two in a row. Two in a row. Oh, he lost to Giga. And then he too. lost. Yeah. And then he beat Shane Burgos and he beat. Um, Americani. Americani. Uh, you know, lost to Danny Gay, which was a very close fight. Lost to Paul Felder and lost to Justin Super Gaethje. Super close fight. Yeah, yeah. And then the, the Paul Felder and the and the Justin Gaethje fights were all at 55. I would have. Yeah, so that that being the case, um, you know, the Bryce Mitchell one is the one that shocked me the most was how how easy he was to, for him to get taken down, and then he just had no no uh, he had no answer for the for yeah. the grappling right away. Um, but overall, is he the same guy? Is he the same guy that we saw highlight real knockouts with? Is he the sa- is he that guy, or is he gonna be is he gonna fight cautious? Is he gonna fight careful? Because you can't do that with Billy. He's gonna have to deliver a lot of damage to Billy early and try to get him out of there because Billy's going to be there to go ahead and keep pushing the pace. Yep. He's going to take a shot to try and give a shot. You know, um, this could shape up to be a fucking great fight. Really could. Someone, someone get knocked the fuck out real quick. <laughs> so we'll see. You have to be aggressive and be a fun fight. Next. We got Azamat Mirzakhanov against the Hanyak Justin, excuse me, Dustin Jacoby, who, uh, Really, Dustin's been on a tear for the most part. I, I believe he got a was a draw in his last one. I'm not sure, but he might have got. He, he was tearing it up. He had a huge lost. win streak. Lost to Khalil Roundtree, split mm-hmm. decision. Okay, but he had a big win streak going with that. Look at Jacoby's been really fighting well. He's he's mm-hmm. into his own. The problem is. Is he going to be able to stay, keep the fight where he wants it to be against Osman? I don't think so. Hmm. I guess we'll see. I mean, like, coming off of a loss against Roundtree, but Roundtree's one of those guys, right? He's just kind of a bully. He can be the guy that kind that of gets That was a close fight, fight, though. Yeah, it was. It was. I mean, like, how much how much of the, the confidence was taken from that, knowing that it was a close fight? You could have probably got it. You could have not. But we'll see. We'll see how he comes out. If he fights safe or if he fights aggressive and wants to try to uh dominate the fight we'll see some guys after a loss they kind of don't fight the same way yeah that's true next fight good question dave switched mm. my thing so i don't yeah <laughs> tanner bozer against eon kutalaba um bozer coming down from heavyweight he's been fighting heavyweight most of his career Kutalaba has fought middleweight up into light heavyweight. Um, it's, it's a banger fight. Actually, I kind of like it. Kutalaba tries to bully people. He tries to be very aggressive. Mm-hmm. He tries to make guys, you know, like wilt to his pressure. That's not who Tanner is. And, you know, I've been mm-hmm. in the cage with Tanner. Tanner just sit there and laugh at you. you know, it's, he's he's a he's a good guy. He's got a lot of good skills. And the one thing he's got, he's got a pretty goddamn good gas tank, which we've seen Kutalaba have problems with. Mm-hmm. John, there's, there's, as I'm looking at this thing though, there's a lot of sneaky good fights on this. Like the next yeah, two Pe- fights on here are yeah. fucking fantastic. Yeah, Pedro I mean, Munoz against Chris Gutierrez is great. That's not an easy fight no. for Pedro Munoz. In fact, I'm going to say that Chris Gutierrez should be the favorite in that fight. I would actually probably agree with you on this. I think they're, they're just different points of their in their career right now. Yep. One's on the way, kind of on the rise a little bit, and the other one's kind of plateaued, if not maybe a little descent. You know, and Pedro Munoz is kind of on the way down. I wouldn't say he's drastically on the no. way down. No. Um, 
And Gutierrez is definitely on the way up. And then, but then the Clay Guida, we just saw okay. him recently at the last San Jose show. Yeah, against Rafa Garcia. Good fight. Both of them are going to get after it. Like when you look at fighters that are really looking to just exchange, you know, the wrestling, the scrambles, all of those things should be a fantastic. Well, fight. Rafa Garcia is a good wrestler, but there's something mm-hmm. about Clay Guida. Yep. You know, people think that, oh, you know, his wrestling's not that good. He's, yeah, he's this, he's pretty basic. No, he just gets it done. The man gets it done all the time. And uh, at his age now, still with the gas tank that he has and the ability to stay with some of these young studs, I'll be rooting for Clay Guida in that fight. John, I, we, we had a, we had a, we saw him at the, the last San Jose card and I was yeah. like, man, you're still doing this shit. <laughs> he loves it. He loves it. He, he just, you know, and he's it. got his he's got his fishing business that he does, like a little tour fishing business that he does. And then, you know, Chad Mendez does his hunting one and they kind of join together and, fins man, and feathers. good for them. Good for feathers them. And fins. Uh next fight. You got Bill Algio against mm-hmm. TJ Brown. That is actually a really good fight. Bill Algio, damn good fighter. Very good all the way around. Uh TJ Brown's really coming into his own. I mean that's a that's a great matchup. I really like that in the featherweight. Yeah, but John, the fight I'm looking forward to is the next it's one. The next one. Yeah, Brandon Royval against Mateus Niklau. That's just you know we we've seen Mateus. We know how good he is. We know how good Brandon Royval is. Mm-hmm. It's uh, flyweights. I'm telling you, how to how, how long have we been saying they they're actually it's an exciting division with a lot of guys in there. You look at you go, mm-hmm. He could be he could be the guy. Hmm. I don't know, man. I look at the, I look I, I know they're I know they're kind of making a rise, but I said is it because of of Henry and, and DJ not being there anymore, just wiping them all out, making it look easy? Is that why? Mm-hmm. Now we've got a mix up of young talent that's coming up that could be you know, against against other fighters that are equal to them because you've got fighters like, you know, Henry and with DJ, they were so dominant over that division. And, uh, you know, and fantastic fighters. So, I don't know. I mean, I'm looking forward to that fight, though. It should be a very good fight. Roval is very tough, and uh, Nicolau is extremely tough. It's going to be a good fight, man. I'm pumped. Any other fights on here, John, you want to talk about? Yeah, I just want to say, you know, the one that's interesting is that the second fight of the night, Lando Venata taking on Daniel Zellhuber. That's, uh, it's interesting to see that Lando's down, you know, fourth fight of the night. But... The other guy that's in there, Gaston Bolanos, very good stand-up, mm. going up against Aaron Phillips. If Aaron Phillips decides to be on the feet, probably not going to be his night. Decides to take him down, probably going to do well. Yeah, I think he's going to look to get the takedowns. I know that yep. uh, Gaston's been training at AK quite a bit, especially on the wrestling and grappling days. He'll come in and he'll be there every Tuesday, Thursdays for the wrestling and grappling. So, but If you look, the one thing that's interesting, you know, most of the time Bolanos is at 145. This is a bad mm-hmm. way fight. Yeah, he would have had to have done that. He, I mean, <laughs> if you got to make a run, man, you got to make a run at a weight class that you're going to have to put the work in. So, yeah. I don't know. All right, well, hey, that's going to wrap up our UFC talk that's going on this weekend. And uh, Dave's got some news for us. What do you got for us? Well, we actually do have one. We have an upcoming PFL as well mm-hmm. as the one you guys recapped. So, um, anything you want to touch on here before we get any topics? Go ahead, John. Yeah, I'm being honest. The the, the main event is you yeah. know, Sadabu Sai, who won the welterweight. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's against Silva 
I'm sorry, Salawi. Did I say Silva? Salawi is uh, his opponent in this. Good fighter. Uh, tends to like to be on his feet a lot. That's probably the best place for uh, Sadabu Sai to get a victory. So I look at that. You do have Magomed, Magomed Karamov taking on Ben Eagley. That's a good matchup, but Magomed is too good for him, I believe. Yeah. But the one that's actually really interesting Thank you. Is... John, you and I have the same taste in fights, yeah, motherfucker. Go, I love Stevie this. Ray against Nathan Schulte. That's a yeah. good fight. It's going to be a great fight. Yeah. That I like fight that lit. one. That fight's very exciting to me. Steve, Stephen Ray is going through, I believe he's going through something. His daughter is mm. having some issues, I believe. I, I could not. be. Let me see if can, I can you look that it. up? Yeah. I believe that she needed like a procedure. Like a, I, I just remember that I reposted something. I think it was just probably about two weeks ago. Can you look at that up, Dave? Yeah, I am. Um, yeah. There was like something going on, I think, with. Uh... Yeah, he posted something about. Let me see. I'm trying to just read here. Trying to raise funds for my daughter to get brain surgery. Her story is on the page if anyone wants to read or share. Also, if anyone can help donate anything you can, it yeah. all helps. Yeah, so like he had had a GoFundMe set up uh, this about a couple weeks ago. And then uh, I'd put it out and shared it on my social media and stuff. And um, just wanted to bring more Does he still have that. the GoFundMe out there? Uh, let me check the link and see what's going on. I would imagine it's probably staying up, but yeah. Um. Just, I mean, like people that listen to us, uh, yep, that don't always watch PFL or don't watch, you know, um, just something that if you guys can help, like he said, anything helps, you know, hundred bucks, 20 bucks, five bucks, whatever you, yeah, don't five care. bucks, whatever it is, you know, if you guys have an opportunity to go ahead and, and to share it on your social media, bring a little bit more awareness to it. Um, at Stephen Ray that, MMA, uh, the link's still there on his profile. Okay. On his Instagram. What's yep. it? What's his Instagram? Stephen Ray MMA. Stephen Ray MMA, okay, and that's okay. still there on the profile. Yep, good. Yeah, so if you guys are listening, you guys can help him out or give him a hand. You know, um, check it out and uh, try to help him out if you guys can. Like you said, anything helps. Anything, even if it's just positive words, send him a message, let him know, share his share his link, his GoFundMe. You know, anything to help his daughter. Um, anything else on here, John? Yeah, there there is, and there's a couple of things that I want to go over real quick because you've got a couple of really great fights in here. Mm-hmm. You've got Shane Burgos taking on OAM. We talked about it. Oliver Aubin Mercier. Mm-hmm. That should be fantastic. You got Clay Collard, who always brings it going up against oh, Nishikawa. So and Nishikawa is good. He will, he will definitely try to take Clay Collard down to the ground somewhere along the way. And the one that shocks me, just shocks me, first fight of the night, a guy that made it to their PFL finals in his last fight, Delano Taylor. Taking on Magomed Umalatov. 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 I'm going Umalatov. <laughs> but it's twelve no. Yeah, twelve, but the why is he the first fight of the night? John, I'm looking at this though too. Is it set up in two different ways? Like this is the main card? Because you got Chamber, maybe it's two cards in one night. I don't know. I can't explain it because you have Mercier, you have o, uh, OAM versus Shane Burgos. They're number four. They've got to have this broken up to where it's like these are the first four fights for the May and then like t- for the lightweight or whatever. I don't even know, man. However, they break it's it up. It's all welterweight and all lightweight. Oh, fuck, man. The whole thing. Like, I, I don't get it. Like I don't understand why you would have those first four, Clay Collard and uh, Nishikawa. How are you guys have those guys so low on the card? Uh, 
I've got to be. We've got to be missing something here, John. I'm not missing. Got to be. There's just no. It doesn't. It, it doesn't there, explain. I, there's. I'm lost. I'm at a loss for words. Thank mm, you. Whoever's the, the the only thing I can think of is that they're running two cards. This is our first weight class. Okay, and then this is our second. I don't even know, man. Right. And here they are. Look at you have the lightweights. They're, they're the they're the head poster there, and they're oh. the fourth fight of the night. Okay, it could be that where Dave is getting his information, they're clueless as far as the actual true schedule. Yeah, may, maybe maybe the card's not actually f- coming out that way. Yeah. Who so knows? Because it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense. Like, you it, can't have... I can't imagine... It's also it, right, not easy click, to see because when I click on it, it doesn't take me to the card. It takes me to, it takes me to the regular 2023 season, and I can't view... Friday, April 14th. Um, see, there's no, like, clickable thing. It's just only buy tickets. Here, let's click matchups and see. Yeah, but then even though it says right there, that's a picture of OAM, which means, like, they obviously are more high. They're high on him. So why is he number four on the fight, so on the Sh- fight card? So ShareDog, where we pulled the card from, is going, it does look like it's going off of um, what PFL has lined up on the website because they have Sai and al Lawi as mm. the main here. At least they have it at the top of the card. Um, hmm. so it does look like it, this is exactly how Shell Dogs got it laid out is the way that you're seeing it on PFL.com PFL MMA uh, see Shane Burgos hmm. down here so but you're right the poster on the Crazy. front on PFL's hmm. website PFLMMA.com does show a poster with Burgos and um, OAM yeah. yeah interesting those little things make a difference you know in terms of marketing whether I'd watch or not so who knows? Well, let's be honest. If you're going to look and say which one is going to be more marketable, yeah, is it the main event they have with no. the, the welterweights or that lightweight fight? Yeah, the lightweight fight. I mean, I'm going to always lean towards the lightweights because I'm selfish. <laughs> <laughs> Super biased. Bias. All right, next. What else right. you got for us, Dave? Yeah, let's let's look at this first story and get your thoughts on this. Uh, Bilal is saying that if he can't get the title shot that he's going after at 170, he's going to go up to 85, or he's willing to go up to 85 to get the Strickland fight or the Chumayev fight. I This is where I'm laying on this, John, is that don't get frustrated, my guy. Yeah. Stay the course. I know it's frustrating. I know it's irritating. I know that there's... So many things around you being, you're probably being told this and told that. Winning solves everything. Get another win. Don't get frustrated. You go up to 85 and you lose, there goes your welterweight title shot. That's right. Done. Done. Don't do it. Don't. Stay the course. Who knows? Maybe they're going to call you to be the backup on one of these next fights. Don't get frustrated. You've waited this long. You've worked this hard. Don't do it. Just stay the course, my guy. That's it. I can't say anything else. It's... There's nothing else to say, John. Like he, if no. that one lapse of being frustrated could really cost you everything you work for. Uh, I I understand his frustration though. Oh yeah, yeah. You're taking a look at you know he, he's on a what eight fight win streak, nine fight win streak, and you know he, Gilbert Burns same thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're saying, look, hey man, I've been winning, and the guy you're gonna give the title shot to, he's two and two in his last four mm-hmm. fights okay yeah i understand the frustration but i mean you're right i don't think it's a good idea to move up to 185 right now mm-hmm. i would say that you know 170 is your weight class stay with it if he takes a fight 
the real question is who does he fight though? You know, I, I really believe that he needs to fight Gilbert. The two of them need to fight. That's, that's a dang, like, and that's then the a winner of that fight. Yeah, it is. But the winner of that fights for the title. Yeah. That's kind of the only way that I can see that thing. I, I, you shouldn't even have Chamayev in there. So <laughs> you've got Kamaru Usman there. So maybe you put, and I, I don't think that Bilal and Usman would fight. Not between them. I just think management has a little bit of that say like, hey, they're both my guys. Let's try to like avoid that. You know, but Gilbert's also, I believe, his guy too. So um, I think he's Ali's guy also, I believe. Gilbert Burns. Could so, be wrong. Could be wrong. Uh, but Bilal and, and Usman are both yes. Ali's guys. So that being said, I mean, I don't know. Because I, I believe when Usman and Burns fought each other, they were both Ali's guys. So I don't know if anything, any of that has changed. But um, I don't know. It's a, it's a position where, where you at right now. So we'll see. Yeah. Bilal needs to fight one of those. I would have loved to have seen the Colby fight. Colby and Bilal would have been a great fight. Yeah. Great fight. So, who knows? We're going to see what happens. We'll see how the UFC has their own, whatever it is they do. They figure it all out. But, either way. Next. Next. All right. Um, let's get into this one. Gilbert Burns um, had accused Masvidal in the post-fight um, of of being greased up during the fight and he was frustrated because he didn't he didn't manage to finish the fight and he feels that that was that was why um excuse me um but he did come out and issue an apology on that a very profound apology uh, here's a quote it says i just want to make that statement i want to apologize to george the things that i said accusing him of using i want to take that one back i think i made a mistake kind of pointing fingers saying he did that I was just in the moment. It was a little frustrated uh, that I didn't get the finish. I, I don't want no drama with that. I'm cool with George. He did his thing, and I hope he accepts my apology. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. I mean, um, more power to him. You know, can admit when he was wrong. Yep, there you go. It's sometimes hard for, for people to do that. <clears throat> <laughs> it is the right thing. Like. When, I couldn't when, resist. I couldn't resist. When, when you're sitting there with you know all the media there and they're asking you questions, after a big win, you kind of are just going to spurt off what you're yeah. thinking, even though you don't have proof. And how many times, you know, you and I talking, and I'll say, don't say that. You don't have proof of that. That's a belief. And I'm not saying you're wrong. But yeah. if you don't have proof, don't say it. You know, and this right here, it was a belief. And he, mm -hmm. you know, he felt like he was slippery. Let it go. You yeah. got the win. That's all that matters, you know. And so, uh, it's one of those things. You know, guys do put lotion on at times. You know, there there are guys that you know they put lotion on, and it's not to cheat. It's just what they do as far as part of their grooming and stuff. And you know, it can it come out. It can. When we were when we were in Japan, I fought there. <laughs> they made they made King Mo right before he walked out not in the back right before he walked out he was in the loading area they said here here's some rubbing uh like rubbing, rubbing alcohol, alcohol. Yeah. with uh with the uh like uh towelettes yeah. wipe your whole body down <laughs> they made him wipe it all i he, he cause i think like from what i understand he's like bro they just assume all black people wear lotion <laughs> it's not, first off what what does King Mo do though? He wrestles. Yeah, he wrestles. He doesn't, want, he doesn't want to be all slippery. But okay, I'm just laughing though. But he was like, yeah, they they made me use like baby wipes with like rubbing alcohol and just wipe my whole body down. 
knees, ankles, wrists, arms, everything. He made me. They made me wipe everything down. Well, he got to wear his wrestling shoes. Why would they have to do his ankles? Nah, he's just funny. <laughs> Cracked me up. I was like, oh man, but no, there's a, uh, you know, I think the uh, people do it all the time. People will. My frustration with Clay Guida, and I talked to him that night. Actually, yeah. I was like, man, I, I was, I was a little like. Still frustrated with you for years after that because I felt like he was greased. You know, like I felt that very hair, first guillotine that I had products. on. Was, yeah, hair products. Yeah. You know, and uh, that was kind of during that Diego Sanchez, Nick Diaz kind of situation where Diego had the longer hair, had the hair product in there. Same thing happened with the Clay Guida thing, had the hair product in there. Super frustrating, man. Yeah. Very frustrating. When you try to grab a hold of their neck, you try to grab it, and they just, they're able to wiggle and scoot out and... Yeah, frustrating, but it is what it is. Time, time heals all wounds, I believe. <laughs> I was like, I was like, you son of a bitch. He's laughed at me. How many? How many years saying. of time? Jesus, it's been a long time, man. What is that? That was in two thousand six. Yeah, yeah, it's two thousand six, March of two thousand six, I believe. So it only took you to twenty twenty three to say, all right. Yeah, I mean, I think I sort of forgiven him a couple of years ago, but I didn't actually see him until now. So I just like, you know uh, what? You wouldn't believe how how. How uh, how pleasurable it was for me to to corner Gray Maynard when he beat him, even though it was one of the most worst fights. I've that ever was a seen horrible fight. So bad, so bad. But horrible it was. Uh, I was like, it was always Gray one at the time. But no, I got nothing <laughs> against Clay, man. I like him, man. It's good dude. He's a super good nice guy. guy. Everyone kept telling me how nice he was. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to hear it. Don't talk to me about him. <laughs> now I'm like, yeah, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. So, all right, you got anything else for us, Dave? Yeah, we'll wrap up on this one. Uh, we had a couple of fighters cut from the UFC. Um, one of them really no, uh, notable. One um, one of them notable for different reasons. Here, I'll pull it. I'm scrolling down to it right now. I had to reboot English, everything Dave. earlier. English. Speak up, buddy. <laughs> um, Dave's having a hard time with his words today. Uh, Kyla Phillips was cut, but he Which was, is shocking. He tested yeah. positive. He uh, tested Austin. positive by the state of Nevada, it says, but that comes from a USADA test, I believe. Um, tested positive for Osterine. What is Osterine? It. It's a steroid. What kind of steroid? I want to say it's... Uh, Osterine is like Stanozol. I don't even know what Stanozol is. Okay, well, I'm fucking done talking. So. <laughs> All right, I don't know what Stanozol is. What's uh? What is it? Osterine? No. What is that? It. Yeah, that's so. That's, <laughs> that's awesome. not Osterine. What? What? what you obviously can't spell either. <laughs> no, it's right here. I was just. It was on the okay. right side of the screen. Yeah, Osterine, a type of why. drug called a selective. It's anadrine. Okay. Anadrine. Yeah, that's. It's not, it's not. It's not approved by the FDA. No. But it's sometimes found in supplement. Ooh, sometimes found in supplements. Okay. Tells myself, oh, sorry guys, I'm just reading here. Breast, ooh, weight loss due to illness, breast cancer, and many other conditions. But okay, there is no good, it's stuff. not something you're supposed to no. take. Let's just say, <laughs> but you know, <sighs> the one thing I will say about Kyler Phillips, he's a good fighter, he's yeah. fun to watch, he's talented, and he'll get over this and he'll be back. I'm not, you know, if he doesn't go back with the UFC right now, okay. Uh, you know, he's got a lot, a lot of talent. So PFL, Bellator would want to pick him up. He's young and talented. Dave, look at 
Sorry. Look at oh. his record. There was a fight that he had. There was a fight. I think it was his first fight in the UFC. Damn, he had a he had a really really he has fun fights. No, he's a good fighter. He's a scrapper. Yeah. Let me see. You said UFC. Yeah. yeah. You beat your dong song. Yes, I think that song was song. Your dong, your song. Yep. Yep. No, I think it was the uh, Paeva fight. That was a good fight. No, I, I think. Let's see, majority. Yeah, I think it was a fight that he lost, but that was a good fight. Uh, it was a scrap back and forth. Maybe it was the Yadong Song fight. Anyways, but it one of those fights really got my attention. I really enjoyed watching it, and I remember him. He's good. He's good. He's fun. So yeah. hopefully he gets that whole thing, that whole situation figured out. He's only but, 27 years of age, though. So yeah, it might have been something in the supplements, but they, maybe they just could have been. Look, that, that'll let, reality is they'll let you know if they really like you or not because in situations like this, if that was like a John Jones, they'd be saying that it was no big deal. Nah, we're good. <laughs> okay, good. who's the other fighters? Cynthia, Cynthia Calvillo. Ooh, yeah. You well, you know, you you talked about kind of lost. You know, been bouncing around different gyms, everything. You know, things are just not you know set up right for her right now. So, in, in a way, it could be a good reboot. Mm. Get herself back on track. Get herself with you know a coach that you know if it's uh, John Woods because she was with uh, Syndicate and John Wood on her last fight. Whatever it is. Look, she's a good fighter, you know, and being a straw weight, you know, she has a little bit of trouble making that weight. Fly weight is easier, but mm -hmm. she's a good fighter. She's got, she's got talent on the ground. She tends to get too much into stand-up brawls for no reason at times. It's like, take the fight to the ground when you can. But I think, you know, basically what you said was true right now just kind of lost just needs to mm -hmm. you know what take a step back collect yourself get back at it figure out exactly you know what you need to do to, to right the ship and she will yeah i think anthony johnson and other fighters um have kind of proven that if you go somewhere else you can be you can be brought back for a lot more money yeah just gotta get some wins yeah. go out there get some wins have some dominant performances whether it's another organ another bigger organization or a big organization i should say not bigger but big organization or go to a smaller organization and just dominate win their titles whether it's lfa or go to uh invicta whatever it is mm -hmm. go there dominate show that you're regrouped so that you refocus get your confidence back and then you know make a little bit of a run back if you need so who knows it doesn't always mean that you have to go back to the ufc go anywhere you no. want you just gotta find ways to make yourself happy Make money, man. That's the biggest thing. I've always said this. Winning solves everything. And you just got to keep winning. Tally up those wins. The same, same thing I just said about Bilal. Don't let it get to you. Go out there. Stay the course. Get the wins. She needs to find a camp that she's comfortable in and where she can live and stay and not exactly. worry about anything else but training. Yep. I don't know what her out, outside uh, distractions are, but she's got to figure it out. And you can't just go to one camp and think, okay, I'm there for 10 weeks. Okay, it's going to be perfect. No, it's not. It takes There's a so lot, lot to get used to. A lot of, you know, just the difference mm -hmm. in the people you're working with, the environment, everything leads to some, some frustrations. Don't worry about yep. it. I mean, yeah, I had trained with, at AKA for years. I trained with their, I trained there probably two and a half, three years before I even took my first fight with them. You know, and before I even went to AK, I had had like, I don't know, 12, 13 fights, something like that on low level shows, fucking in the cuts of, in Montana and the hills and the mountains, like fucking no idea, man. There's times we showed up, the 
you had, you know, remember we had to print the things up on MapQuest. You had the the paper with you, going, yeah. oh, "Is this the right way? Is this even a road? Am I going the right way?" <laughs> and that's kind of how we did it. I remember going, showing up at a place one time, and they didn't have a hotel in the town, so we just brought sleeping bags and we ended up camping out. And I fought the next day, and then we stayed that night after, and we were down by the river. We slept on the fucking ground. I lived down the by the river in a yeah. van. Yeah. It was <laughs> it was crazy, man. Slept there yeah, and just kind of slept out on by the water and uh, had a fire all night. Woke up in the middle of the night freezing my ass off. I had to throw some more wood on the fire and get back at it. Next day we fought. How did you ever have a desire to do this? That's called being a man. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to see, I wanted to make sure I could fucking fight. Jeez. <laughs> you grew up in like the you grew up in like the easiest times in American history and you wanted to be able to fight. The easiest times. Yeah. You're yeah. <laughs> yeah. so great. Oh my gosh. You're great. I love it. You live in the easiest times. No, I did not. Yeah, this. yes, you did. Oh yeah, you're part of the. Oh easy times. yeah, you are part of the easiest times. You're the you're you're that millennial, bro, that we talk about on the news. That's <laughs> soft, soft times soft. create soft men. Yeah. Hello, soft podcast hands. Day. You get soft <laughs> hands. You, you're not, you even have calluses. <laughs> See my hands. Yeah, from your keyboard. From my keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my buttons are pretty I tough. Will. Okay. Well, hopefully Sidney Cavillo finds her way and, uh, you know, Kyler Phillips, you're going to have to deal with that suspension, so he'll be out for a while on that, but then I'm sure someone will pick him up. He's young, he's talented, good fighter. But hey, as we wrap this thing up, man, it's been a long week, John. Boy, you're bad. It's only Tuesday. It's not even Wednesday. Well, it'll be Wednesday by the time this drops. It's Wednesday now, trust me. Go to OnlyFans.com slash weighing in. Hit the subscribe button over there and follow us. We've got some good times over there. Not in that kind of way. Also, if your wife complains to you, just say, hey, I followed the guys on the podcast. We are the first podcast that they have ever worked with. So we want to thank them so much for uh, having us on their platform at OnlyFans.com slash Wayne In. Go to WayneInMerch.com. Pick up this nice, beautiful hat right here. And uh, John's got a nice, beautiful hat, too, with the original logo that we had on. Yep, yep. And Dave's never supporting, so, you know. Wayne in merch.com. He does that. He does. He does. Uh, but John, go ahead and take us away, buddy. Hey, for everyone out there, have a fantastic rest of the week. I hope everything goes well for you, and we will see you.